0: Everybody to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where it doesn't matter if the house is built on your land, because it's all going to me anyway. <laughs> my name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. Nice. And this week, <laughs> we watch Isawa Takahata's clapback to Totoro, the family epic, My Neighbors the Yamadas. Before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of?
1: We, I will be podcasting under the influence of Noble Vines Collection. Uh-huh. A 2017 California Cabernet. Oh, my God. Yeah. As you can uh, probably guess, I'm partial to
0: Cabernets because that's all we've drank. Hey, I'm doing the same exact thing except i'm doing the 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 most inexpensive version of this i'm going to probably get into my financial strife at the moment uh a little bit later but the cul-de-sac is what i'm going with cabernet sauvignon they don't even have a fucking date on this date on it so (laughs) so you could be drinking it from 20 years ago the other day i feel like i'm uh
1: having a flashback to my younger days when uh we drank like boone's farm
0: boone's farm oh yeah it
1: was a nasty wine type cheap you know used uh-huh. to be so girls used to drink it more than guys obviously but that was the thing Gross. when i was in
0: high school boone's farm shout out to zanka anyone in new hampshire knows what i'm talking about zanka <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh or at least you guys graduated to vodka <laughs> It and wasn't not- a graduation; it was a degradation. Oh. <laughs> and let's let's not try to degrade the experience by talking us uh, talking about us getting fucked up right away, <laughs> <laughs> Dad. I know you've done your research. What can you tell me about my neighbors, the Amadas?
1: There's not a lot of research out there. I mean, this film wasn't. Um, I mean, it only had like nine reviews on. Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. And uh, had like, I think it was a 78% <laughs> approval rating based on, I think it said eight reviews, but I think it's it's up to nine now. Um, you would think
0: that Jim Belushi alone would get you at least 80, but.
1: Yeah. I found that interesting that Belushi was part of this and. Um,
0: Molly Shannon.
1: Molly Shannon was also. It's funny whenever I watch these animated films and then i see the actors to me i can you know some of them are obvious that Mm. you can definitely tell that they're the actors but that didn't i i guess maybe it did you know after i saw the name that i go oh yeah i guess that is jim belushi
0: his voice is very recognizable to for whatever reason i was never a big belushi guy but he has just kind of worked his way into my subconscious
1: yeah (laughs) and um Definitely a change for Studio Ghibli in wow. terms of the animation. A departure,
0: you think? Yes, yes.
1: Sort of uh, curious how this got green-lighted.
0: Wow, no, <laughs> we're just... starting. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could get into letterbox if that's the case. We don't have to marinate no, all this anymore. I, I mean, I
1: definitely. It, I mean, it, it's inventive and, um, but uh, not what I'm used to. Didn't uh, catch your attention? No it didn't hey I to...
0: you're I not mean, alone the, the, opening,
1: <laughs> the opening sequence actually sort of had me you know thinking i was uh i was sort of intrigued mm-hmm. and uh i'm not saying i hated it but i mean it just i don't know i i was sort of surprised when you know you we had come to this you know decision to watch this movie and having no idea what it was about and, and then
0: hate- I had no idea either. I don't wanna I don't wanna start catching the blame game right now no. <laughs> about <laughs> but the Yamadas. No, it was fine. Okay, okay. Well, this is not a very unique sentiment. There were plenty of people who had a a take on it that they didn't really care for the animation or it was just boring. They didn't like the characters. There was just you know the typical bottom of the barrel sort of reviews, and I got the best of the best <laughs> that I could. Yeah, uh, we got one star from Jerry Newfry on September 2019. I hate these people. Couldn't watch the whole thing. The illustration was okay. I like how they said it was an illustration, <laughs> like it was still yeah. a fucking comic book strip.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because the um it's actually was the first total digital cre- i mean animation i guess that ghibli studio i mean it was done all digitally and i really? guess they actually used more animation cells than traditional animation and everything but it's sort of funny cuz it seems so basic and it's
0: um, well there's a there's a real sort of beauty in takahata's simplicity he he hides a very uh, a lot of nuance in the stuff that you you Maybe you're gonna look past. Yeah, we got a uh, one and a half stars from Nora Dueling. This is some t- shit my teachers at Chinese school would put on when they ran out of lesson plans. Not a bad classroom movie. Probably would teach you some nice family lessons. You might want to just be around a good family at school. I know. Wow, that awesome. almost
1: sounds like some kind of Chinese torture or something. Though it's like yeah.
0: Well, there there's there's something about torture in a, a later. Uh, <laughs> later category that we can touch on uh, another one and a half by barefoot bandit on september 2018 a glowing artful celebration of a mi- of middle-class mediocrity and the misery of family life que sera, sera this life may be terribly annoying but at least it feels safe by far the worst of takahadas i've seen a pretty decent cartoon network miniseries but not in the same field as only yesterday that's a fucking mean burn from yeah. uh, Barefoot Bandit calling this a Cartoon Network miniseries
1: only yesterday I guess that's something already. we're going to have to watch <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> yeah uh, let's just try to fucking bank through these one and a half Laura Riordan I don't know something about it just didn't click I'm sorry Ghibli I'm so sorry two stars Raven August 2020. Please let that dog in the house. Let the dog in the house. Why is the dog not ever, you know, hanging out in a real sort of way?
1: Yeah, that's actually a very sad situation where the, nobody seemed to care for the dog. And then I thought about it, and I think there was one scene where, um, what's the kid's name?
0: Uh, Noboru? Yeah.
1: No. Oh, yeah. Noboru. Uh, the one's yeah. No, No. What, what's the girl's Nonako. name? No, Nonako. He, he is interacting with the dog in, in one of the scenes, but the dog I, looks... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was something that I wanted to bring up. Uh, but <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get that in the spotlight. Okay. Uh, let's see. Two stars from Robin, a two hour speed run of all the arguments my family has ever had two and a half stars from Alex on September, 2020, the film equivalent of a stale chicken nugget. Two and a half stars from Fuel Devices, Japanese Charlie Brown. And finally, uh, ending strong on a three-star review from Cam G. You know, shout outs to Cam. Uh, September 2020, would rather have Totoro as a neighbor. I also probably would say the same. That's a pretty unique experience. I'd have to agree on that. <laughs> Well, I uh I guess we already have some negative things to say, but Dad, what can you, you know, shine a spotlight on something that you liked? Yeah.
1: Well, I like the se- the opening sequence where um they have, you know, a vignette a vignette of you know how like vignette. vignette vignette. <laughs> vignette
0: vignette. Vignette.
1: Yeah. I gotta stop drinking. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, we need to pick the energy up. We're fucking yeah. slurring our words. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost uh, eight o'clock on the night of the election. We're not releasing these in real time, but we're fucking yeah. hitting. Yeah, the
1: bump. I, I need to clear it up before I'm, I make a, a good vote tomorrow. Yeah, um,
0: we need to... a. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I, I like that whole beginning sequence, and I was had high hopes for the 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 movie based on that, and yeah. then it sort of just lost me, but
0: yeah the the vignettes as you say (laughs) there was a certain repetition and i the way i was consuming it it worked well for me because i had to frequently stop and i was like you know writing stuff down to fill out these categories and it was much more digestible when you broke it down into little episodes because in a way i mean they're just like internet shorts that they've just put together that are beautifully fucking animated the things that you know, maybe you wouldn't get in your, your typical YouTube video is just the intelligence. And what I mean by that is when uh, Takah or excuse me, not Takahata, uh, Takashi, there we go. When Takashi is putting the car into gear, when the car is coming back home and you know, it's supposed to be darker, but uh, the, the background is all white, the way the, the light works in that scene there's a lot of things going on and the way that he hides it behind this minimal cartoon comic veneer i mean it it's really something to behold but the observations about family this movie was a perfect example of the universality of the banal you know all the the stupid shit like you know <laughs> when noboru is just outside fucking playing around with a dog, fucking around with it. Like that is like such a specific thing that I have done many times.
1: Yeah. No, (laughs) it definitely nails that. Like you said, I mean, I, I definitely see, I mean, it's probably something where I wish I could watch this movie again. So I could, so I could pick up on more of this stuff, but I sort of had a hard time getting through it. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, didn't uh, capture anything for me. For sure, for sure.
0: Well, uh, I know it might be hard to have gotten through the movie, but maybe you were able to take in some of the wisdom that Takahata was trying to pass down to us. What was your takeaway from this movie? Your unintentional lesson?
1: I think I can say is que sera sera. Hell will yeah! Be will be, which was a perfect way to end the the movie
0: i thought that was a beautiful sequence as well yeah i being that i watched this movie maybe a little bit closer i did take some stuff away there were some things that i really you know resonated with and things that maybe aren't too far uh of a stretch for me to believe are a good thing number one uh have babies as soon as possible and i say that not because i want a kid but because coming inside people feels really good. (laughs) Lesson number two. (laughs) Nothing to say? Okay. (laughs) I can't wait till you have a kid. (laughs) Maybe one day. Uh, Capitalize on your family's inheritance. As somebody who is currently jobless, uh, living off scraps and baked beans and drinking trash wine uh and someone who's living off inheritance money it feels good sometimes you just gotta let that money roll yeah and it's sometimes on their land and it's sometimes built up by their hand but it's all well whatever
1: i get that's left over obviously you can have but i'm only drinking (laughs) a 13 dollars bottle of wine myself so
0: (laughs) hey i'm not i'm not looking for the wine cellar maybe you can just leave me that bottle opener you got
1: Oh, for sure. I'll
0: put that in the will tomorrow. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I'm a minister. I can maybe sign for that. I don't really know. Final lesson. There is just the universality and the the banal. There's just the way that you can kind of connect with anybody, connect with anything. Uh, You just got to look for yourself in it. You got to be selfish. Look for your own memories and other people, you know, i'm throwing a lot at you right now i'm trying to get this fucking shit going yeah because we're heading right into three lies and a truth and you gotta get your head back together all right i'm ready All right, i hope you put some layups in here no i don't i'm i'm shooting steph curry fucking 35 footers from half court i don't play around with my lies no i only i only want to tell the truth but i'm just such a good liar uh, you are, because I'm having a hard time with these. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. First entry. While the movie is based on a Japanese comic strip, the original was not called My Neighbor the Yamadas. Instead, the strip was titled Nono-chan and featured Nonoko as the main character. This new title was chosen by Isao Takahata himself. And the decision was made to better encapsulate the more family-centric story he wished to tell. Ironically, after the film's success in Japan, the name of the comic strip was subsequently changed to match the film's. Entry number two. As is common with any artist, Takahata, in his betrayal of Noboru's birth, found inspiration in the stories of old. Noboru's large peach floating down the river And its discovery by his mother and father is actually a reference to a popular Japanese folk hero, Peach Boy. Born from a peach, Peach Boy, once grown into adolescence, (laughs) adolescence, goes off to fight a band of marauding ogres on a distant island, where he befriends a talking dog, a monkey, and a pheasant, who are all volunteer to help him in exchange for a portion of his dumplings. Entry number three. Following his death in 2018, Takahata was publicly mourned by fans and creators alike. In an interview after his passing while promoting The Incredibles 2, where he worked as a story consultant, screenwriter Michael Arndt said, I wrote Little Miss Sunshine right after seeing My Neighbor the Yamadas. I was at the MoMA in the year 2000. I walked at a theater in a daze. I don't wanna say I ripped him off, but I was very moved by that movie, then and now. In the final entry, because the original comic was based around the character Nonako, an only child growing up in Japan, her older brother Noboru was added into the story by Takahata himself, acting as an avatar for his own life growing up with his mother and father and younger sister. Many of the episodes, specifically father-son bonding and father as role model, were real events that transpired in Takahata's life. Dad, off the tip, what's a lie?
1: Yeah, there's no layups here. Okay. (laughs) You're getting too good at this. Um, I'm
0: relishing in the chance to (laughs) (laughs) write this shit up.
1: I'm gonna say follow uh, the one about uh, Michael Arnt. I I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think he wrote. Michael Arnt. Yeah.
0: So that is a lie, but it is a half truth. Apparently, Michael Arnt, after watching My Neighbor the Umadas, after years of procrastination, uh, subsequently went to write Little Miss Sunshine. So there was some sort of inspiration here, but I I fudged the details to make that a lie.
1: Oh, see, you're getting too tricky. (laughs)
0: uh, you're
1: putting truth truth in with the lies i don't like that
0: i don't know what kind of research you're doing i'm trying to see if you're really paying attention well i'm actually trying not to get
1: too deep into it because i know you pull these out and i don't want to you know spoil the whole thing by i
0: appreciate uh, it
1: i like you coming into the dark here
0: yeah well
1: i'm doing my job my neighbor uh, i'm gonna say the first one is also what yeah it's not um The title wasn't Nono "Nono Chan featured Nonako as the main character. I'm going to say that
0: the first one is a lie. That is also a lie, but also, you know, a half truth. The comic strip was originally My Neighbor the Amadas, but because of the popularity of Nonako as a character, they did end up changing it to Nono Chan, which is why in the beginning it said it was based on that. So we're down to two left. We're we're down to you know the Peach Boy or Noboru being a made up character.
1: I'm gonna say that the Peach Boy is the truth just because it's so bizarre, and you would definitely throw that in there to uh, fool me. So, and the other one about the uh, the older brother added to the story. That's
0: the false. Is that your final answer? Yeah peach boy you got it <laughs> yes i i really wanted to put that one in there just because it was like the talking dog the monkey and the pheasant are just ridiculous and yeah, the fact that I mean, they all want a portion of the dumpling just to fight all these ogres i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna just copy and paste it <laughs> talking dog a monkey and a pheasant hey when it you're when like, you're coming out of a big peach in the river, life is gonna be crazy for you, anyways. Yeah, I'm, you might as su- well have some strange friends.
1: I'm surprised that's not, you know, been made into a a Ghibli movie at this point. I mean, it sounds like that might be pretty good.
0: Well, uh, we're some working uh, screenwriters, or maybe just casting directors, but we'll, we're we're, we're trying to rotting <laughs> That <laughs> is, is definitely the Shrek uh, universe.
1: That, that's definitely uh, good uh, Ghibli stuff right there.
0: When they when DreamWorks comes out with a Shrek 5, we'll throw the Peach Boy subplot in there, see if they bite.
1: Yeah, excellent.
0: Dad, I know there wasn't a lot of attention, but I want to know how much there was. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how much you were paying attention. First question. On New Year's Day, Takashi organizes a series of cards in each family member's names. How many cards does noboru receive is it a 2 b 4 c 6 or d 8 yeah i remember
1: that what what, what was he doing there with the cards
0: you know i wish i looked it up maybe there were just cards they had received for the the new year well wishes takashi's very popular
1: um ah oh, jeez. I remember that, but obviously. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna say four. Swish. Nice. You
0: fucking hit that shit. Alright. Jumping right into question number two. When Noboru expresses his wish for cooler parents, we are shown a few pages of what he's reading. In the final panel, what do we see falling? Is it A, a teacup? B A lamp. C, a tree. Or D, a watch. Teacup. Swish.
1: Whoa.
0: Wow, you're bringing some fucking buzz off the bench. Nice. Question number three. When Matsuko asks Takashi to go to the store, he tells her he won't forget the list of five items she needs. What was something she didn't ask for? Was it A, Cucumbers, B, ham, C, seaweed, or D, light bulbs. I think I know this one. Seaweed. You're on fire, dude! Nice. You just you just back someone down in the post. You put game some game seven. Game seven, and I am just lighting it up. The dream shake for the layup. Nice question number four. During Matsuko and Takashi's duel for the television, you can still hear the commentators announcing the baseball game. What old Japanese stadium do they reference? Is it A, Kashima Stadium, B, Koshin Stadium, C, Kintetsu Stadium, or D, Karakuen Stadium? Kashima. Kashima um. is incorrect. Karakowin Stadium, the previous home to the Giants, apparently.
1: Yeah, I went in
0: for the dunk. It's okay. Sometimes the rim has to slam it back. Yeah. That's the case yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. While Noboru is on the phone with a girl he likes, we can hear a sped-up version of their mostly one-sided conversation. <laughs> What did this girl trade her tuna fish sandwich for? Was it A, egg salad, B, peanut butter and jelly, C, a ham sandwich, or D, cupcake or a cupcake? (laughs) I just read it off the page.
1: I would hope she
0: wanted the cupcake. No. Our girl loves a a nice, well-made egg salad. That mayo, that egg, that gooey stuff—they're there for that. No way,
1: never trade. No it
0: way. <laughs> what are you questioning the ref? He's gonna get your ass out of the game.
1: Do they even like is PB and J's big in Japan? You know, or is that big worldwide? That- is that like a universal sandwich?
0: PB&J. I think I think PB&Js will be eaten everywhere in the universe at one point. It's just too good not to share with the I audience.
1: almost said ham sandwich because um, I recently watched Ponyo
0: and... Uh,
1: you what? went back to Ponyo. No, well, I mean this was... You're
0: a Ponyo truther. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I love Ponyo. I'm, no, Ponyo, Ponyo. Ponyo loves ham and uh, it just instantly made me want to say ham sandwich, but
0: yeah, was, you thought the Ghibli. Well, they the wanted ham too,
1: and she wanted them to get ham in the uh, the list of things mm-hmm. to buy at the store. So,
0: you know, just don't think girls are looking for egg salad, young girls. No. But I guess it's just the rage. Final. This is the final question, Dad. We can switch over metaphors. We can make this a football thing. Well, You're I Cam Newton. Like, You're Cam Newton in the uh, the, the in the red oh, no. zone. Oh no! This is your last oh, chance. Mama! In the episode, regret. Matsuko is heard listening to a classic, uh, excuse me, to classical music. Who is the composer? Is it A. Johann Brahms, B. Gustav Mahler, C. Richard Wagner, or D. Franz Schubert? I think it's
1: Wagner.
0: that's a fumble that's a strip sack you didn't even make it out of the pocket oh my god (laughs) it's a it's a tough week yeah went freaking
1: bad in the second half that's sad
0: yeah you were able to you know break through the end zone but uh, you know we we, we weren't able to pull it through there's another week it's a long season this is a long you know (laughs) life I
1: don't know I feel like I'm what Two and five.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> Kirk Cousins is, is throwing picks every week and he's still getting paid millions of dollars. Like everybody makes mistakes.
1: Yeah, I think Cam's only getting, what, a million? Yeah, we're,
0: we're depleted. Yeah. <laughs> According At least to we're budget. getting it
1: for a budget. Fuck.
0: Well, let's try to take the heat off our quarterback and, you know, stop bringing it up every time we, we start missing shots. Dad, let's play a little game of Would You Rather. First question: Would you rather get caught in a hurricane on a sailboat with your wife, or lose your child at a pedophile convention?
1: Uh, that's a no-brainer. I'll uh, I'll take the hurricane.
0: Wow! I would have just laughed my ass off if you went with the other one, but I respect you not even you know continuing. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs>
1: because you part have to ask having... why
0: are you even near that thing I guess why, why is there a convention like that
1: no I mean no you, you don't even you're not within you know 20 miles of that thing
0: that sounds like a sting operation <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay maybe I'm not going to get you with that one but no, would I... you rather ride everywhere on a tricycle or listen to your parents argue every day for the entire length of the work day so either they would come all the way to you know be with you and argue in front of you, or you would have to like put earphones in during the day and always just be listening to them argue. Or just ride everywhere on a tricycle. Ride
1: everywhere on a tricycle. <laughs> or listen to your parents. Yeah, I got no problem with that. I'll listen to them argue.
0: Really, you just I, listen to your parents' the, bicker I mean, forever,
1: Nah, I just can't do the tricycle thing,
0: uh, I mean either that yeah, I guess you- i guess in the the hypothetical of this question, you can't even walk, you have to fucking go everywhere on this trike, of course, what's the
1: symbolism in that in the in the movie? I mean, the kid just like basically tearing away from his is that when he drinks the
0: um well, he sake. did it in the beginning, but then he ran away from his family when he drank the sake. Yeah. There was, you know, a couple of times that he brought the trike out.
1: Yeah. And what were they, what were they trying to insinuate that he'd been hitting the sake, you know, out of the Yeah. yeah. That was
0: absolutely the joke. Yeah. That was one of the things that I found relatable is the fact yeah. that this kid is sipping sips of alcohol out of his parents' Yeah. Because
1: you were freaking stealing uh, tequila.
0: I was watering down tequila, getting drunk at 14 yeah. in Merrimack Valley. It was great.
1: Yeah, I thought your mother was an alcoholic. <laughs> it was you. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you started pulling her aside. It's like, Mom, what's going on with all this hey, tequila? Hey, man, there's only like two fingers left in the bottle, man. I think I yeah. had a whole fifth there the other day. It just tastes like fucking tap water. I don't even know. <laughs> all right. Would you rather wake up naked and be shot out of a peach somewhere in the world once a day. So like a John, like a Malkovich situation where you're just like being shot out of something, but it's a peach and you're butt-ass naked and it's going to happen at any point in the day. Or be sentenced to cut one billion pieces of bamboo in a Japanese gulag. (laughs)
1: Uh Sure. I'll, uh, I'll take the naked shot out of the peach somewhere in the world. So you just sort of end up like somewhere bare naked, like
0: you're the Terminator. Yeah, exactly. But you're coming out of a big peach. Yeah. That's I think the more interesting answer because you could just wake up tomorrow and maybe it shoots you somewhere closer, but I mean, you're going to be constantly traveling. You'd have to like, I don't know. I don't know what you could do as a family man. If you're being shot out of a peach every day. (laughs) don't want to even try out the gulag a little bit
1: no one billion pieces of bamboo come on that's that's something that would happen
0: in hell yeah <laughs> i tried to think i tried. i tried to get my dante on you know <laughs> figure out the, the best way to torture you with these questions speaking of torture would you rather be chased by a giant immortal snail that will kill you if it catches you or play a game of golf for your life on a course at sea so they're like platforms where the hole is. Um, if you don't make par, you get eaten by sharks. But if you win, you get a million dollars. So there is a positive, uh, you know, aspect to that one. There.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to uh, put my life on my golf game, especially right now. My golf game's not very good.
0: Yeah, you're not trusting your swing. You're not out there in the yard with the dog watching No, the first snow coming uh, down.
1: I'm pretty sure I'll be able to uh, outrun a
0: snail. But this thing is, like, enormous, and it is never going to stop. It's always coming towards you. You might just get lazy one day, and maybe you can meet it as an old man and, you know, go together as friends into darkness. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Still, man, I'm not afraid of a snail. He's just not gonna. I could just juke fake him when he comes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give him the
1: Barry Sanders. Yeah. Just take him off to the left. Like, I mean, what's he gonna do? Like, you know, turn on the the thrusters or something? You know, the snail thrusters. All of a sudden, you know, he's just. It's like. Well,
0: that is a movie. That was an anime. Uh, it was about snails and rocket boosters. I can't remember the name. What? <laughs>
1: oh, that's scary. That's like fast zombies or something like that. I hate yeah, fast that, zombies.
0: <laughs> that's the worst case scenario. Yeah.
1: That's why I would, you know, I don't care about zombies. I mean, as long as you... I, I, I can never understand how people, you know, have to struggle with a zombie.
0: Yeah. All these walking dead people just have no upper body strength. They can yeah. just break these fucking arms off like little chicken wings. Yeah. It's awful. Speaking of awful, Dad, would you rather eat curry out of a blow-up doll once a day in front of <laughs> one person, at least one person, or fight an entire biker gang of seven people anytime you go to the grocery store? Whoa. <laughs> Why seven? I actually, this, I don't it was just the number that I picked. But this actually, this question was worse because I was, I originally had it as eat curry out of a used blow-up doll once a day in front of at least one person. But I, I wanted to change it to something that's at least a little more hygienic.
1: Um, do I have any weapons?
0: No, you're just fucking no, I hand-to-hand just combat Hand-to-hand
1: combat So Well, it's you know. an
0: honor system Like You guys just meet each other there Out in front of the grocery store and you know, so they're if just someone waiting dies, for they me They're like,
1: here he <laughs> comes and, just, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I gotta take my beating
0: Yeah, they got their fucking wine bottles Over their fingers Like, Warriors, oh, David no, Come out to play Yeah oh. They're sitting outside of Ingles waiting for your ass <laughs> yeah oh boy
1: eat curry out of a blow-up doll well as long as the blow-up doll's not being well you used. have to
0: in front of somebody so imagine you know mom has to watch you eat it out of a blow-up doll every single day with that effect well life? i mean if, if she knows
1: that i you know the alternative is that i'm gonna get my ass kicked every day by <laughs> some
0: i'm doing this for you honey i'm just gonna eat this curry <laughs> yeah yeah
1: I'm going to have to eat the curry because I'm just – I'm not a fighter.
0: Yeah, I guess it's better to get your ass kicked.
1: <laughs> you know, if it
0: was one-on-one, maybe I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at that point, it's just – you're trying to outdo that person. Yeah,
1: I'd probably That's... just run around him or something. I mean, I could outrun him, but seven guys, they'd probably chase me Juke him in
0: the bakery aisle. Yeah. Fucking throw a muffin at him. Yeah. Dad, <laughs> what – do you see these characters doing in their future? We're doing a Ghibli all grown up. I want to know your potential sequel ideas. I just want to know where you feel like the Yamadas are going to continue their life.
1: Yeah. I had a hard time with this because their lives are, their life's pretty boring. I don't see them, uh, you know, doing anything else. Um,
0: well, you got to think big. I mean, this is franchise potential. Yeah. This could be well, like I was National thinking. Lampoon. I'm thinking
1: like, oh, National Lampoon. Wow.
0: You throw all the Yamadas in there, just yeah. like start doing. Well, I'm stuff. thinking
1: like the old man, you know, he gets a little pissed off because he was, you know, emasculated in front of his family from the By biker. The yeah. grandma. And of course he has these dreams of being this biker hero, you know, superhero. Yeah, type the
0: moonlight writer. Yeah.
1: So he, uh, He becomes a vigilante and uh, starts, you know, cleaning up the uh, Japanese neighborhoods of bikers. (laughs) Just cleaning up the bikers. Yeah, exactly. That's just one of the things. Actually, I had a weird thing where I remember this cartoon when I was growing up. It was called Hong Kong Fui. Remember? You don't remember it. And uh, <laughs> no, I don't you No, know, But it's just like there's it's it's a cartoon where this janitor who is uh, he works in this police station <laughs> uh-huh. and he um, he basically turns into this alter ego Hong Kong Fui and he has a dog and basically he's he's like learning like Kung Fu through this, you know, book that he has and he's, you know, solving crimes but obviously he's very inept at doing it and the dog that his dog is constantly like in the background. So every time he screws up, the dog somehow does something so that he accomplishes, like, you know, like he puts something and he bounces off something and he hit gets back and hits the villain, you know, only because the dog sort of redirected him or something like that. So I see the dog, the family dog gets involved in it and sort of like he's just animated Mm -hmm. uh, you know, helper to the father and he uh, it's a recreation of the Hong Kong Fui cartoon uh, based on I
0: want uh, you to picture me as a Ghibli executive dad I want you to look me in the eye and I want you to tell me you know what you should do with the Amadas have you heard of Hong Kong Fui? which might be okay. I have I've no waited. <laughs>
1: Studio Ghibli films are all messed up there's no freaking rhyme or all reason, messed so up not, yeah <laughs> There's so much surrealism. I'm actually just proposing that we just bring in Hong Kong Fooey. It's just okay. loosely based on a Hong Kong, Hong Kong Fooey, you know, basis. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. It's an adaptation. Yeah. With a, a, a genre twist. Of yeah. Hong Kong Fooey. Yeah. That might be, that might be something we have to apologize for later. So I don't he's, know you know,
1: <laughs> well, we're definitely going to have to apologize for it. Cause it's.
0: Yeah. That long explanation was just an apology. <laughs> I have, I have an idea that might be more of a passion project, you know, something that I, I would kind of, you know, scribble along with every once in a while. Once I finally get a new job, I'll be writing it on napkins and in my server notebook, just a screenplay about Noboru, you know, just growing up, all the, the really pivotal experiences is that he's going to have as a young man. The first time, you know, I know in my personal life, the first time that, he figured it out that it looks white when it comes out. That was a scary experience. Oh, no. That's something that could be part of the movie. You know, his first kiss with a girl. What color did you think it might be? I thought it was just a feeling, a tickle. I was too young. The funny now.
1: thing about that is when, when I was a kid, we had a, uh, a kid in the neighborhood. Of course, we didn't know anything about sex. And oh. he had claimed to have sex and uh he said it came out like green bb's <laughs> <laughs> why is that the better alternative Shoot
2: it's not, not, like it's, the no it's
1: gun. not better i mean i'm just saying i mean and we didn't know any better so we were just yeah. like oh, green bb like what the hell are we frogs and uh like do frogs shoot out BBs? Well, they, no, they don't have BBs. But if you've ever seen frog eggs, you know what I mean. They're like oh, you I mean eggs? It. Yeah.
0: I thought you meant like frog nut. Like I, I just, mean, I don't know. I don't it was remember. just
1: green BBs. It was just like you know. So obviously are uh, We soon found out. Of course, we had a you know we found a good stash of pornographic magazines that. Uh, Why
0: is that such a thing for like people your age? Like finding I don't know. fucking porn out in the. The wilderness well because we didn't have the internet obviously and uh, but that's that's different from then just like acquiring porno mags the fact that you just fucking found them is a completely different thing well we lived
1: in this neighborhood where they had a, a trash bin like receptacle thing and as kids we used to go and rifle through there and find all <laughs> kinds of stuff that people threw out and obviously somebody decided they were going to get rid of their pornographic magazines and we found the the treasure trove and we'd take them out to the woods and
0: beat off around each other no (laughs)
1: no we had you know we had them hidden out we always were building forts and stuff like that so we had them you know stashed in a in a secret hiding place you know
0: yeah you fucking oh my god i i don't like this mental image I just, <laughs> I'll explain it and then I'll move on to my point. Okay. I, I I essentially saw you guys like pinning up them against a tree and then the tree, you know, I'm just going to go. Um, so they, they, you know, no brew is growing up. He goes off to college. Things aren't really the way that he thought they were going to go. He thought, you know, I'm getting all this attention from girls. People are fucking calling me, telling me about how they're trading their tuna fish sandwiches for egg salad. And I feel like I'm a big fucking man on campus. And then I get to college and I'm lonely. I don't want to say I'm. I'm talking about No Brew here. Sorry. I didn't want to get too into character. No Brew just starts to deteriorate. Things aren't really working in college. He gets through it. Comes back home for a summer. You know, Nonako is growing up. Everyone's there. They just start watching Pixar movies. Old DreamWorks. Just stuff together. And No Brew and his dad start a podcast together. <laughs> and they watch these movies they have a i mean maybe nober is not drinking age i don't know where they are actually yeah japan he could be drinking at that point having maybe a glass of sake a full glass of sake and they're just reviewing movies and that's just how i see a very wholesome sequel coming out of this (laughs) and maybe a plug for our own sort of merchandise if we want to i don't categorize. know that
1: i i feel like that's sad that you watch this movie and you somehow twisted it into a real life father and son podcast
0: <laughs> i mean every every you know sad movie ends in a podcast i feel like that's the usually the end plot line is that some <laughs> traumatic shit happens and well no
1: i'd say that's it. a happy ending so yeah
0: i'm glad I'm glad we're, we're defining it as a happy ending. Yeah. It might not be my best idea uh this this movie definitely oh, You had think my Hong strange. Kong fluey one was a good idea. No, it got shot down. Well, yeah, it might have been shot down because it was racist. I don't know yet, but <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
1: It might have been. I mean, I wonder if Hong Kong Fui was considered. i mean if I wonder if they would allow that kind of animation at this point.
0: Was it an animation?
1: Yeah, it was, a, it was a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh. It was called Hong Kong Phooey. And the weird thing is the character, I think it was Scatman Crothers or something, played the voice of Hong Kong Phooey.
0: <laughs> oh, the guy from The Shining? Yeah. That's so funny.
1: And uh, you actually have to look it up. It, it was It was a really funny cartoon. I don't know why to this day. I mean, it had this theme song. It was like "Hong Kong Fu Number One Super Guy." Hong Kong Fu Wee, faster than the human eye. And uh, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the closest we've ever. I'm telling you,
1: everybody that he, if anyone listens to this podcast, they will definitely, after hearing this, will go and look up Hong Kong Fu
0: Um, they'll probably they be actually. able to. We're yeah, we're gonna have to fucking review Hong Kong Fui one of these episodes. Maybe yeah. they had a movie special. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we're we're not on our best behavior, but let's talk about what this movie might be the best of. Let's try to put a couple of these these Yamada family members on the the Rushmore. We have our uh, our dad category of the week, which I always appreciate its best husband and wife battles does takashi and matsuko uh their tv remote duel beat out the attic scene into the uh in the introduction of the bald avengers (laughs) (laughs) with oliver and barbara rose and michael douglas and Kathleen turner and war of roses oh my god okay sorry do you you don't Uh, know what that scene is I have well the fact that I just read that whole sentence in a, yeah. uh, in, a in a fog, doesn't. Uh, no,
1: in that does. movie, they're they're basically going through a divorce, and of course through the whole movie they're they're in you know battling each other, uh-huh. and uh, there's a sequence when they're in the attic, and they're having this big fight, and then all of a sudden you know they're fighting each other, getting all sweaty, and then of course Michael Douglas starts to get all like sort of turned on by the whole thing, and. He starts, you know, next thing you know, she's, you know, they start kissing and everything. And then, uh, she start, uh, Kathleen Turner starts to, he, she goes, he goes, uh, I don't know if she says it or he says it. she goes, Oh yeah. Bring out the bald Avenger. <laughs> the bald and then, Avenger. yeah. And then she starts to go down on him. And of course, then she bites him while in, yeah. It's,
0: Does she take the head off?
1: No, no, no. But she just oh bites, bites him. And of course, he's like, ah! But it's a pretty funny scene. The Bald Avenger. Dude.
0: Michael I, ha- Douglas. I had to bring that
1: in because the introduction of the Bald Avenger.
0: I mean, I'm glad you, you told that story because I, you know, I was lost there for a second. And I was like, oh, this is about head. And I was going to say, Michael Douglas is one of those actors who I don't know what it is about him in movies, but he's just getting sucked. Like he's just getting his dick sucked in a bunch of different movies. Must be part of his dick. This is like a
1: comedy, so it's like a comedy. It's not one of Michael Um, Douglas's, you know. He was the man for a while in the movies. Yeah, fatal
0: attraction type of thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We had Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sharon Stone in Total Recall. So, if I'm reading this correctly, this looks like three people or three options. So, Takashi and Matsuko might get on here.
1: Uh, well, I had another <laughs> one. I actually had another one that was. Oh, did you? Did I, I fuck that up? It? Yeah. It was in. My bad. Uh, crap. It was an honorable mention, though. Because uh, the actual, okay. the 2K, the it, it had Michael Fassbender and uh, I don't remember the other actress. I think it was in Hay- Haywire and uh, they're Maybe actually I... they're basically playing husband and wife they're two spies but they're really not husband and wife so that's why I was not, uh, I okay but they have a, a that's big... why
0: i i did actually delete that because i saw that i was just like all right so that this isn't a husband and wife so it doesn't yeah <laughs> it... well i guess takashi and matsuko can have a, a sort of interim spot on the rush board until we we figure out our technical difficulties
1: I can't even tell you. All, I mean, who's on the Rushmore anymore?
0: Um, it's just Trump now. He took them all. Oh, yeah. He took them all down and put. Did you know there. that
1: they actually made like a, a uh, what was it? The this
0: uh, they drafted governor. a
1: planner. No, the the governor did like a a thing that had Trump. I think he gave him like a a simulated statue or something like oh. that. <laughs> him on the Rushmore or something stupid. That's funny. At least I read something like that, but.
0: Um, that's a very considerate gift of the Governor, <laughs> yeah, from North Dakota or South Dakota, wherever it is um, Just, that was my oh, favorite. one of
1: my favorite parts of the movie, though was their remote control duel. I thought that was yeah really
0: funny, I did like that as well uh, that was probably one of the things I enjoyed the most about the animation as well as the the baseball scene. I thought that was really neat, yeah. Well, I guess this is just another battle between, uh, you know, dads and moms because I'm going best movie dads. Does Takashi beat out Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird, Liam Neeson in Taken, Chris Gardner or Will Smith from Pursuit of Happiness, or Dan, or not, it's not Dan Levy, Eugene Levy as Mr. Levenstein in American Pie. Does Takashi get on the best dad rush board there was a couple of honorable mentions i had the man from the road robert de niro and meet the parents darth vader uh bruce willis and armageddon chevy chase and the national lampoons franchise and ted kramer dustin Hoffman from kramer versus kramer dad what do you think no no not even close No, doesn't fucking you know you know, Takashi can't approach Atticus Finch. That's just not going to happen. No, no. <laughs> He'll shoot him like that dog in the street.
1: I mean, Liam Neeson and Taken. I mean, Takashi couldn't even, you know, stand up. To the biker. <laughs> he couldn't, couldn't even <laughs> talk to the bikers. leave Neeson's breaking oh, dude's no. fingers. He, you know, the grandmother him. had to freaking shame him, you know. She, she used to, like, you know, some kind of Jedi mind. Reverse psychology. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so no well Takashi Sadly, might Takashi be a bad is, you know really and I will say something about Takashi though he had a good golf swing did he yeah I noticed that I I, I critiqued his golf swing and I said yeah he's a golfer
0: damn that's that's some high praise
1: yeah. that's
0: Takahata at his best he's, he's watching Tiger Woods and oh, yeah. animating from there had a great follow-through and I was just like wow he he, he knows how to hit the ball what do you think his top drive is? How far do you think he's hitting that thing?
1: I don't think I think he's probably maybe two thirty. Wow. Okay. Sort of short. Although, you know, sometimes those those short, you know, guys surprise you. He might have he, some He's he, got that stocky power. Jim Belushi yeah, energy. He does. Yeah. Actually, he's got some weight behind maybe his uh drive, so wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he could push it out there past two fifty. Well <laughs> uh that, I mean, he, you know, he's basically golfing with sharks underneath him, so he's gonna have game.
0: I mean, I don't know what he was, you know, shooting for. But, yeah, he's got fucking, you know, nerves of steel. Yeah. <laughs> well, Takashi's not gonna make it out of the Rushmore, but you know, maybe maybe Matsuko has a chance. Does Matsuko beat out Sandra Bullock in the Blind Side, Holly Hunter as Elastigirl in the Incredibles? Uh, Maria Von Trapp or Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music or Marge Simpson from the *The Simpsons movie. Actually, that's one of the things that I forgot on the dads. I should have put uh, Homer up there, but I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, he, there, he might I was going to say.
1: No, he can't even beat out Homer.
0: No, Homer. No, for sure not. No, there was a few honorable mentions that I forgot to mention. Sarah Connor from The Terminator, Laurie Metcalf and Lady Bird, Jennifer Lawrence and Mother, uh, Ro- Molly Weasley in Harry Potter, and Sally Fields as Mrs. Gump from Forrest Gump. Does Matsuko know Rushmore? No. No.
1: It's
0: okay. These are some hardcore choices. I mean, when you're competing with Elastigirl with an ass like that, I mean, the internet goes crazy for. First for- of
1: all, Matsuko left her daughter at the mall. I mean, come on. uh, That
0: was a group effort. I mean, actually, if you would say
1: worst mother parenting situation, she's probably... Yeah, right up there with the mother from home alone.
0: Incredible. I guess that's maybe a better category. I have to admit a
1: couple times I almost lost you in certain situations, but I never forgot you. But I almost...
0: Yeah, that's the more sentimental thing. It's like, hey, he died, but I never forgot. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I have a fucking one of my worst memories as a kid is that trip we took to Jamaica on a Disney cruise. And you guys put me on some sort of fucking inner tube. And I just started floating out to sea. And I was scared stiff. I didn't say anything. And a kind stranger came out of the water and pushed me back to shore. Otherwise you guys would have lost me. I know
1: you keep bringing that up, but I, I don't remember that happening. And um, I might've
0: been, you know... <laughs> I keep bringing that up. Like it's a thing I'm talking about yeah. in therapy. It
1: probably wasn't even that bad. You probably had some, cause the whole thing, it was like a sandbar. I mean, you could
0: basically stand up. <laughs> <laughs> I could basically stand up. That hurts to hear. Maybe <laughs> I could, maybe I couldn't.
1: I'm telling you, <laughs> it was like, it was kid friendly. I mean, it, it they have that island castaway k you can't drown this there
0: shit, i mean i'm dude. sure
1: you might have thought because you were on a float or something and you had no idea what the depth of the water was but and you were floating away somewhere but
0: this is a real eye uh, this is an eye-opener yeah i've blamed every sort of failed yeah. relationship or fall ship of my life on yeah. this incident and i'm just completely wrong
1: well i'm just Incredible. i'm trying to correct that and i'm trying to you know,
0: bring this my, is what this podcast really my is. My parenthood just, back, back to you know,
1: a higher standard that you somehow thought we failed you at that age.
0: Yeah. You guys aren't a Yamadas of yourself. <laughs> we have uh, best brother-sister duos in movies. Does No Brew beat out Luke Skywalker and Leia in Star Wars? Genie and Ferris Bueller in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Uh, Bart and Lisa Simpson in The Simpsons Movie? And Jem and Scout in Kill Kelling Mockingbird? Uh, did I have more than four there? Yeah, I guess I did. Uh, honorable mentions, Nick and Margo and gone girl, JGL and Chloe Moretz in 500 days of summer, Jamie Lynn Curtis, uh, as Lori strobe in Halloween and Michael Myers, uh, Chris Evans and Jessica Alba in the fantastic four Nick. Oh yeah. I already have that. No, uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Connie Nelson as Commodius and Lucia or Lucilla whatever her fucking name is, and Gladiator. Is Noboru and Nonako getting on the Rushmore? That's... I can already kind of guess what you're going to say. (laughs) Nope. Not a fucking chance. No. Get the hell out of here, Noboru and Nonako. Is it my imagination? or It didn't
1: seem like Nonako was really featured in the movie very much. She didn't really have any real other than in the opening sequence where they leave her at the mall. And I thought yeah. that was interesting how she uh, would say that, she, no, she's not lost. Her, her parents her parents got lost. You know what I mean? Uh, I thought she, that was cute. Yeah, that's pretty funny.
0: Uh, we have two more categories. I might be the only
1: sane person in the family, actually.
0: That's fair. I mean, she is eight years old, so it's hard to be insane at that age. (laughs) Not that they were insane. I guess
1: maybe the most well-adjusted. She had... Yeah.
0: uh, Yeah. I thought these people were fine. There was a lot of comments like that. that They're like, these people fucking suck. I was just like, this is just life, dude. (laughs) Speaking of which, does My Neighbor you the Matas get on to the best slice of life movie Rushmore? Does a beat out Boyhood by Richard Linklater, Tree of Life by Terrence Malick, The Last Picture Show by Peter Bogdanovich, or Moonlight by Barry Jenkins. And a few honorable mentions, Manchester by the Sea, The Terminal, Captain Fantastic, Fences, Francis Ha, What's Eating Gilbert Grape and The Wrestler. Does My Neighbor the Imana's get into that sweet slice of life?
1: Uh I, I think they actually might be making a bid, but
0: it's close. Yeah. What's the one that's the weakest that you're you're trying to inch out? I don't remember the what the
1: last picture show, Peter.
0: I, I was know. hoping you would. I really don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I know it has Jeff Bridges in it. I'm I'm continuing my, my streak of using internet lists.
1: I've always had a problem with The Tree of Life. Although, I like the movie, but it was weird.
0: Yeah. Brad Pitt with that nice crew cut. Yeah. Boyhood.
1: I didn't like that movie. But no. Hey, you can just tell Linklater to fuck off. (laughs) No, I'm not going to put. No, I can't do it. Okay. Okay. Wow. I'm just throwing Umatta's.
0: You know. This has been one of our most negative. Like, this is probably the the election weighing down on us. We just have the future of our country weighing down on our shoulders. And we're we're trying to get through this podcast. it, It was just. This family just—I
1: don't know. Maybe it reminded myself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
0: brought up too many memories. Yeah, you weren't exactly. comfortable with how it made yeah, you feel. Exactly. Well, there was a there was a you know a, a nice feel good moment at the end, and I want to know: Does the Yamadas' K-Sara get onto the best non-musical movie number, Rushmore? Does it beat out Age of Aquarius? and The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Wise Up in Magnolia, Bohemian Rhapsody in Wayne's World, or Twist and Shout in Ferris Bueller. And a few honorable mentions, Billy's uh, Billy's Victory Song from Billy Madison, Cuban Pete from The Mask, Before Sunset, Let Me Sing You a Waltz, Springtime for Hitler and the Producers, Johnny Be Good from Back to the Future, and one of my favorites, Holding Out for a Hero in Shrek 2. Dad... Does Kesarah get onto that non-musical movie number? Rushmore?
1: Nah, I'm not. I'm not. I, I can't put him there. Really? No. I thought it was.
0: I mean, it was very I did. Those. I know
1: it was. I I did enjoy that. You know. Yeah. But I'm not about to put it up on the Rushmore.
0: You know, you might not be uh, the best offensive player. You're a good defensive player with these things. (laughs) I just wasn't a big fan of the movie. Hey, you know, we're trying to we're trying to you know make this movie approachable for everybody. That's why we're hopefully going to recast it in such a way that it is a little bit more watchable. We're doing a live action Netflix recast of My Neighbor the Amadas. All
1: right, who is your director? I think uh, Judd Apatow is got to be perfect for
0: this. I think that was a really, really good choice. I think Judd Apatow is got the same kind of energy that you need. Maybe not. I mean, the surrealism is kind of there with the Age of the Aquarius as an example, but <laughs> I don't know. It
1: just seemed like this was like a definite Judd Apatow movie. I mean, based uh-huh. on a Chinese <laughs> comic strip, <laughs> or.
0: No. What? Oh, I thought you were going f- <laughs> to. I thought it was Japanese. I didn't know what you were saying. What did I, I say? Had, uh, you had Chinese. Oh, yeah, oh.
1: Japanese. I'm sorry.
0: I had uh, Taika Watiti. He was uh the director who did Jojo Rabbit and um, that vampire show. I don't even, you know, I'm drawing a blank. Vampire but, show. Yeah, it's a, some show on FX. You know, okay. we're, we're a little bit too cross faded tonight. Yeah, I think he has the nice sort of comedic edge uh, to kind of take on the model family and portray them in the, the, the true light that they need to be shown because your Judd Apatow is so fitting. Who did you have as your Takashi? I feel <laughs> this is apt.
1: Seth Rogen.
0: Seth Rogen. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm down for it. I mean, he, you know, Jim Belushi and Seth Rogen are sort of in the same yeah, range for me. that, uh, yeah. It's not a bad pick. I had two options. I had one that I think would be perfect, although he is Korean. Uh, It is Kang Ho Song. He was in uh, a lot of Bong Joon-ho movies, and he was in Parasite as the the father. I just think he would, you know, be a perfect casting for that. Uh, David Harbour was another choice that I had. When I was looking for these people, I was just like, "Who has, you know, this dad energy?" Or who, who have I seen as kind of like a dad type figure? And I, I see David Harbor. Although he is a physically imposing person, he played uh, Hellboy, so maybe he wasn't necessarily the the shrimpy t- Takashi, if you want to call him shrimpy. I don't know. Like if you're comparing him to the bikers, he kind of gets emasculated. But I think David Harbor would be a good choice.
1: Yeah, I like those.
0: Who's your Matsuko?
1: I had Melissa
0: McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy? Any yeah. reason why?
1: I'm looking at it as a comedy, so I just think that uh,
0: Seth and her might be funny together. Yeah. Although
1: I don't know that they have that husband and wife chemistry.
0: Yeah, the thing with a lot of these guys who look like Seth Rogen, the, the Adam Sandler syndrome where they just get cast with these beautiful women. yeah. You know, Seth Rogen with Charlize Theron was, uh, or Theron was a blasphemous decision. Yeah. <laughs> but That's, hey, I mean, people fall in love all the time. You never know.
1: Well, if you were Seth Rogen and you could cast yourself with a uh, actress, you're probably not going to go the other way, right?
0: That's so, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not Adam Sandler is probably Chinese. the
1: perfect. I mean, come on, he's just going down the list.
0: <laughs> yeah, Sandler has been having just like extramarital affairs every time he writes a script. Like <laughs> everything that comes through his fucking doorstep is is compromising for his marriage. Yes. For my Matsuko, I had uh, Tang Hein Jin. Uh, I'm terribly sorry if I butchered that name, uh, but she was actually the mother in Parasite, and I think. Just those two characters together kind of had a, a Yamada esque feeling to them. So I think they'd be able to reinvent those roles and, you know, fill the spot uh, for Matsuko. I also had Olivia Coleman, Alex Bornstein, and Maya Rudolph as potential options for uh, our good old girl Matsuko, eating cookies, forgetting shit all the time, even her child. <laughs> she's not a bad mom, she's just forgetful, drinks too much ginger.
1: Yeah, I can see uh, uh, Maya Rudolph.
0: I thought she also had some mom energy. And Alex Bornstein is the voice of uh, fucking – what's her name? Lois Griffin from Family Guy. She was also in TED. Like, I don't know if you've seen that. But she just has a very Matsuko energy that I'm kind of taking off of. Uh, This is a grab back here with Noboru. I'm, I'm not, like, impressed by any of our picks. Including my own, I think yours uh, your secondary have, pick. No,
1: I like the Archie Yates. I think he's uh, the the kid that was in Jojo Rabbit.
0: Yeah, I came around to that just like looking at it a little bit more. You had uh, Arbour Young. You said Young Shelton on the talking. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. Tight Ian time. Armitage.
2: Yeah.
1: No, I don't like that. I mean, it, I was just trying to find somebody that's
0: you know in that age group.
1: And uh, there's not a lot to pick. From.
0: Casting kids is so hard because yeah. it feels pedophilic. When I start like searching, it's like, all right, young actor or actress, like eight <laughs> years old. And as soon as I type that in, I'm like, the FBI is out the fucking door. Like they're, <laughs> oh, no. they're watching in my windows.
2: Yeah.
0: It makes me feel weird. I don't like casting children at these movies, yeah. even though it's oftentimes these are children's movies. Yeah.
1: Well, the thing about it too, is that a lot of these actors that when you think of, you know, younger actors, you realize that, you know, there was like three years ago, like, Oh yeah, he yeah. had been perfect. But now like when you see him three years later, it's like, Oh no, now he's like, you know, he's shaving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, well, that's uh, where I came into some trouble with my pick of, I had Roman Griffin Davis, who was the fucking Jojo rabbit. And I had Ed Oxenbold from wildlife, uh, which was the Paul Dano movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. that. But he – I mean, there was just like a a specific time that that actor would have worked, but he's 19 now. I just see old pictures. All these people have to get the Irishman treatment. That's essentially what we're going to have to call the, the the CGI, where they get a little age back because that goes into my nonaco. Yeah, but
1: that's sad if you're going to take like a 15-year-old and try to make him like 10. <laughs>
0: whatever i mean what matters anymore if we're just rebuilding these people just from images that we make out a computer like you know the sky is the limit okay hey let's make if we can do make, it let's do it let's make ed oxenbold 12 again let's not fuck around we have the technology we can do this Spe oh i was gonna say Ian Arbetage and what who you have as your Nono just have a lockdown and all these fucking age groups because they're all like in between. But who is your nonico? Um, Brooklyn uh, Prince. Brooklyn Prince is holding down the eight to like ten year old casting yeah. in this fucking show. Definitely. I didn't know what to do because I thought that was the perfect casting too. Yeah. Yeah. I, also
1: I, ha- I was having a hard time with this whole thing. It took me a long time to even come up with anybody, but. And then when I saw her, I go, oh, perfect. Yeah,
0: they're just so particular. Hey, I think you, I think you did well with uh, Brooklyn Prince. I've been trying to put Julia Butters in just any child role. I, I actually like
1: liked that one too. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, I know that. That's a good pick right there.
0: I can see her sort of, you know, holding a Game Boy, looking wide eyed as her parents say some traumatic shit. I think she has the, the, the Tarantino blessing. That's going to get her to definitely could
1: play that precocious little girl. And uh, Mm -hmm.
0: I actually might like her better than my
1: pick. Wow. Fuck Brooklyn Prince.
0: Sorry. No, (laughs) no. I'm just
1: just saying that. I mean, it's 50, 50. Okay. Either
0: one just as a, you know, a throwaway CGI answer. I just wanted to bring back uh, however old Abigail Breslin was in little miss sunshine just as a callback to Michael yeah. Hart loving oh, the Yamadas, okay. just getting her in that role. Who did you have as your Shige?
1: Well, if they can, uh, Shirley McLean. I, I think she's Shirley like McLean. Yeah, she's pretty. Old yeah, she was now.
0: eighty-six. <laughs> when I was, that's the thing. That's like, like I explained before. The way other the I I like, these. if
1: Betty White was able to, you know, make it back onto the. I mean, is she still kicking? or I mean, is she still. Uh,
0: Betty no, White unacting. is not only kicking, but she might be the cure to coronavirus. Like, there's something in her blood that is yeah. virulent. Or, I hope that's <laughs> the right way you say that. Yeah.
2: But, but uh, uh,
1: she, I mean, I think she just had she could play that, you know, spunky she, Yeah, she just she came immediately to mind. Actually, then when I saw her rage, I was like, oh, geez, I wonder if she's still even acting, but.
0: Yeah, sometimes you got to be an 86 year old playing a 7 year old. I think once you kind of make it past the a certain range, you can play whatever age old woman you want. They just got to either put more prosthetics on you or dust you up a little bit. <laughs> I had a uh, Rhea Perlman who I found out was Danny DeVito's estranged wife. That was news to me. Oh, and really? I also had, no, I knew that. You knew that? <laughs> no, yeah. That's crazy. Well, I well, didn't know
1: that they were strange,
0: but I thought they were. Yeah, strange. I guess they're opening things up. You know, Danny's still <laughs> still just wanting to fuck anything that walks. It's just the way he is. <laughs> oh, jeez. I also wanted to give a redemption to Faye Dunaway, who did nothing wrong in the Moonlight scandal, but she was just there on the stage. So I want to give her a chance to step is into Faye a Is Faye still alive? Role. I thought so. Hmm. Maybe not. I mean, hopefully. I don't want to have to apologize I mean, to Faye Dunaway for saying she's dead. <laughs> I don't know. I just I haven't heard her name in a while. Yeah. Well once once she, you know, was associated with uh, the the messed up Oscar, they blacklisted her. They said no more Faye Dunaway.
1: You know what I found out too is like, you know, when they, they played the the song Case Rasera, mm-hmm. obviously that was made um, famous by Doris Day. Mm-hmm. And um, I was trying to fit Doris Day in here somehow, but she just died last year. She was 97. Really? Yeah. Shit. And Hopefully then her I can only, I mean, it was just, it's funny when you go back and look at some of these things, you start reading their Wikipedia page and Doris Day had one son, Terry Melcher. Mm-hmm. He was like a record producer and he actually like was going to produce some music by Charles manson and he was the um the owner of, the previous owner of the house that um um uh, who who did manson kill the, the no oh, sharon tate
0: That's, there we go yeah. sharon tate
1: yes they they moved okay. into the house her and polanski moved into terry melcher's house and mm-hmm. originally it was thought that um, Manson had, you know, went back to that house thinking he was going to kill Terry Melter. But, and I guess there's some of the, you know, the the girls that were involved in the murder said that they did go back there to sort of scare Melcher. but it was just weird. It's like, Oh my gosh, there's like tie-ins to Charles Manson, but you know, Hey, it's a small it. world. You have it-, it, you know?
0: Six Degrees of Manson. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, we've hit that part of the podcast, Dad. It's the last call, and I think we probably should stop drinking. (laughs) What are your questions for the director? Oh, I did kill the bottle. No wonder. Oh, my God. We're fucking stumbling out of the gate. (laughs) Yeah. We haven't even left.
1: What is this? Monday night? Damn it.
0: Yeah, we need to get back to getting off these Zoom calls. Once I get my COVID test back, things are going to get back to normal. Okay. I can't be going to weddings anymore.
1: I don't know that necessarily going to make it normal. We're still going to be drinking wine.
0: Yeah, that's true. We can be alcoholics around each other at least.
1: Yeah. It'll just be like Sunday afternoon.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, Cam Newton hasn't fumbled the ball. Yeah, exactly. We're riding high off of fucking Pat's victory. That's Any up. questions for the rector, Dad?
1: Well, I was wondering why in the, the opening sequence they were showing babies. I mean, what were they, Cabbage Patch? <laughs> Cabbage yeah. Patch? Uh,
0: yeah. I think that was the joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. and But then, of course, the, their kids, you know, one comes out of a peach, and I guess that's basically
0: some kind of folklore. Mm-hmm. I didn't find what the bamboo thing was about. Yeah,
1: the bamboo because... thing is something else. There's a, there is another kind of Japanese folklore about you know cutting into the bamboo and some child appear. I, I don't know what it is, but it it's similar. Mm-hmm. It it's some kind of Japanese folklore stuff, which I find Great. that 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 stuff's always appearing in Ghibli movies that we have no clue.
0: You gotta look for your stories and your ancestors. Yeah, you know, there's right. a wealth there.
1: And uh, I'm just pissed that nobody cared about the dog. They cared about it from
0: a distance.
1: It's- nobody played with it. The- oh, of course, Noboru did. You know, do some weird stuff. But I think the dog was pissed off by it. It was just like you know, he didn't look like he was happy.
0: Well, like he, he ran was- into. Oh, sorry.
1: He just seemed to be totally disgusted by this family, quite honestly. It always so had this face like, I can't believe I live with these people. And they never let him in the house. And he just sits out in his doghouse. And they never threw him the ball. They did nothing with him. And even like the kid, he was lame. He couldn't even throw a pitch to his old man. He just threw it right over the fence. (laughs) That's probably why the dog wouldn't want to play with him anyways. He'd throw the ball to him. He would just, like, throw it over the fence.
0: I found that so funny, like, a dad giving his own son shit for being unathletic. It's like, <laughs> it's like that's kind of your fault there, Mr. Yamada. Like, yeah. why are you getting mad at your son? Yeah.
1: And he was, like, giving him, like, you know, the pitch signals. And I was like, yeah, the kid's going to throw a slider.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if he's practiced that at all ever, yeah. he's probably barely throw the ball. He barely,
1: yeah, he couldn't even get it to the. He couldn't even throw it to his own man. He just threw it over the fence,
0: smashed some neighbor's window. He did have a name, but I can't remember. What, what did you man? did you think the tango scene when they did the tango was that an illusion of sex? That was one of my questions because it just like. I don't know the way they were kind of grunting about it. It seemed like that could be the only chance where that would work. Maybe. And then he said "ouch" at the end, so that 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 made sense.
1: <laughs> Is that how it ends? Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty that's sad. how it should end, dude. It, in this movie, that's what that's edging probably, does. Yeah, that that definitely would probably end that way. I mean, these this family was pretty. They didn't paint a very good picture of family life, quite honestly. And I guess maybe some of it's, you know...
0: Realistic. I I think it was pretty realistic. It seemed not necessarily like, you know, stuff that you and mom were doing, but I, I just recognize that as a human behavior.
1: And I guess uh, it just show, goes to show you, I mean, you know, you look at this and you look at them, you think it's some kind of American family, but technically it's a Japanese family. And that's the thing that always throws me with these movies is that the japanese anime is always about japan (laughs) yeah and but the 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 characters are always you know illustrated as looking like they're white or Mm -hmm. just you know not white but i mean just normal you know american or something like that so it's sort of weird Mm -hmm. but i guess you know parenting's the same all over the world
0: Yeah, we're all brothers and sisters. Yeah. Uh, I guess my final question is not necessarily for the director, but maybe for you: is life better with kids, and do you appreciate your own parents for having more for having them?
1: Absolutely, life is better with kids.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. I'm glad we got that cleared out of the way. You know, I've been reaffirmed by my dad. Uh, our notes and errata is I'm sure packed. I think you just said something about normal families and that was, you know, something (laughs) I'm going to apologize for. Sorry for, uh, Hong Kong fooey. God, anything else we can think of off the top? Uh, I want
1: to bring up something that, um, (laughs) um, in the last uh, podcast we talked about, uh, you had the thing about the octopus crap yeah giving head yeah and um and i said oh i think there was some movie where you know and i was like i couldn't remember actually it wasn't a movie it's a book it's called the sympathizer and um oh crap i don't know the author oh my god you had a
0: whole week
1: (laughs) to figure it out well i remembered it and then i didn't write it down shit but it just came to my head i was one of those like driving down the road and then i remembered But there's, uh, in this book, The Sympathizer, the protagonist basically is preparing this octopus because they're from Vietnam. The book's about Vietnamese and the fall of Saigon. And Mm -hmm. uh, basically, well, he's preparing this octopus and he's putting his fingers in. And of course he starts to say, hmm, this is sort of like, and uh, basically, he pleasures himself with the octopus. And then this is basically the family's meal. So it's a pretty crazy uh, secret book. But...
0: What an awful image to end yeah, the podcast on.
1: I'm sorry. But I had okay. to just bring it up because I, you know, I remembered it. And I'm like, oh shit, am I just like having weird dreams about octopus sex or something? And uh, pretended that there was a movie about it. But no, it's a
0: book. What's weird about that? <laughs> Dad, we need to get off this podcast. What do you yeah. rate the Yeah. Um.
1: What should I rate it? Hmm. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess I'm just going to go with a. I can't think of anything to give it a. Uh, a relatable rating based on the show, but I'm just going to say it's like an eight
0: out of ten. Eight out of ten. That's pretty good. I'm gonna just because call de Sac is right down the middle of the road, I'm gonna give it three neglected dogs out of five. Wow. Yeah. We're 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 ending on a, a sad note heading into November third. Whenever Name this podcast like is ends come in out.
1: sack. It just doesn't sound like it's gonna be good.
0: Yeah, it definitely dragged its sack across my face. That's how <laughs> I feel right now. <laughs> this is how we're going out oh man hey you know well we got through it i mean it's just our democracy (laughs) (laughs) yeah tomorrow i go vote
1: we'll see if the world ends after tomorrow if we go into civil war or we live on to do another podcast
0: I'm sure we'll still be doing podcasts even in a civil war. I, I mean, if we're Zooming, as long as, we, as long as we're not just completely drunk hammered. like we'll Yeah, maybe we be can able do to it, it out. Live,
1: live from the front lines or something like
0: that. Maybe there's a presidential sort of anime we can watch. Maybe that can be fitting. Who knows? All the president's men in anime form. <laughs> it's
1: got potential.
0: Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We will be back next week, hopefully in a new world.
1: <laughs> or the same world.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Well, either way, we'll be drinking wine and talking about movies. Thank yes, you guys sir. again. Yep. See bye you now. on the other side. Bye. All right,
2: bye.